It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. From beautiful Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, the San Jose Sharks continue their road swing with their very first game of the season against the Detroit Red Wings. And uh, Drew, the Sharks are coming off one of the most remarkable victories in the last few years. And being down by three goals in the third period of about 12 minutes to play, of course, is something we've seen before. Game seven against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it's happened one other time in the regular season before that. But this is a rarity. And to score two extra attacker goals, I know you asked that question. The last time it happened was the game that Thomas Bordalo got the game winner in the shootout in Vegas. And, and because he scored that game-deciding goal in the shootout, we kind of forgot about the fact that they scored two extra attacker goals. But tell us from a coaching perspective how rare that kind of a game actually is. Extremely. The Sharks have done it now it's three times. You've done Vegas, and then there was the, the Timo Meyer and, um, and uh, Tomas Hurdle in, in Vegas, uh, the second Vegas one, and then that yesterday, or last game. The way that they were playing, though, and you had mentioned it in the Ranger game, that they came back, they're down 6-3, sagged a little bit, but then got that one goal, and, they, and then they repressured, and, and Granlin just missing at the end. Being able to come back against a team that's good defensively and has a very good goaltender, and the way they did it, forechecking furiously, being in control of that those last few minutes where they got those two goals, uh, or two, three goals, I should say, being able to um, push the Islanders back and put them on their heels was something I'm hoping that they can build on from here on in. David, how long has David Quinn been talking about swagger, 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 swagger? Well, you got to have something to, to boost that swagger. That confidence has to come from somewhere, and confidence only comes from being able to do it again and again and again and having success. So... They are a different group, though. I mean, yesterday we were around, and they were they had little bounces in their step, and they they've been getting a little bit more um, exuberant, enthusiastic about coming to the rink. Very different from the first twelve games. Very different. That's an understatement. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, losing wears on you. You know, geez, trust me. And and they are they are at a point right now where I'm thinking. Well, and I, I asked this question last game. Could that game be the jumping-off point for the season? Every, te- every season's got their jumping-off point. I think it could be one of them, but I think it's more of a series of jumping-off points that you have to build on. I don't think that the game against the Islanders happens without that comeback against the Rangers. The fact that they showed they could do it against such a good team, and they did it again the very next game. Other thing that's going on, too, from the first 12 games that you keep talking about, and I keep referencing, too, uh, about being a very different style of hockey is we had Mikhail Granlund on after the game. And the one thing that he said was he feels healthy. 
for the first time. And he wasn't really healthy. He came close against the Rangers, ran out of time in the last seconds. But then he made the big play against the Islanders. And again, he says it gets back to just feeling healthy. That makes him feel confident. Well, he's looking like he's healthy, finally. I mean, he is, he is in fine form. We got, we got a man down right now. Is Mackenzie Blackwood, I think that's Mackenzie. That's not good. He's, he's supposed to start. No, that, that's Capo. He's not starting. He took a shot, and he is hurting right now. So, oh boy. Thomas Spear, the goalie coach, is going to go over there. This is all happening live yeah. on the Sharks Audio Network as we broadcast the Sharks Morning Skate right here from Little Caesars Arena. Amazing. Yeah, it's just it's what happens. That's why we call it the Morning Skate, because some things do happen at the Morning Skate. So he's uh, going to get looked at right now. He's trying to shake it off. Goaltenders, man, that's a tough job. You, know, you got to stop all the all the shots in the game, but also you got to stop all of them in practice, and they come at time after time after time. And you know what Terry Sawchuk used to do since we're in Detroit? He would get a shot like that, and after that, the guys would come down the ice, and he would just skate out of the net and yeah. say, put it in. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Forget it. I'm yeah. not taking the shot. Tony Esposito apparently used to do that too. So getting back to talking about, you know, Granlin, he's playing like he's healthy, and that those two goals that they score the last two to tie the game um, three goals three and four when they pulled the goalie he was the man commanding the whole situation he was the quarterback up top he was he kept pucks in he was dishing the puck he was the guy that was kind of driving it all um, so he and Zetterland are working so well together but Granlund you know, David Quinn kept talking at the start of the year about, well, we don't have Granlin in, we don't have Couture in. And I thought, I thought to myself, yeah, Couture, okay. But I wasn't sold on Granlin because you, you base it on your most recent memory, and he didn't have a great time in Pittsburgh, right? No. Wow. He's a hockey player. He is so strong on his skates. He's so fast off the puck. He sees the ice beautifully. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good call by you. And you know what else, too? He's a good influence on the guy who got the game-winning goal, William Eklund. Playing to, you know, getting the puck to him as beautifully as he did. But you know what Eklund said after the game? He said, I was exhausted. That was, that's a, that was something that's true. People don't understand. You have an emotional push to the game because you're, you, you understand what's at stake and you get excited. But he was exhausted on that play. And yet I think that Granlund helped motivate him to, to be in the position. And then he made a beautiful shot. Oh, he says, yeah, I was... So broadcasting that on the TV side, Granlin starts to move up the ice, and I said, you got to go, got to go. And he kind of, when he hit the red line, kind of put a little kick into gear. That's, that's knowing the game. That's knowing the time on the, on the ice. It's knowing the time up in the clock. It's, it's, it's a veteran move by Granlin, and then a terrific shot. But also what he did on that play, Granlin, he dishes the puck, and then he skates, and he's a little bit of a flash screen. He brings the, he brings the Islander D-man with him, a little bit of a flash screen, and then Eklund finds the spot. Yeah, that's what Chuck Rillo used to call the skate through yeah, uh, with the opportunity. Yeah. And that's exactly what you have to do. By the way, report on Capo Kakinen is he's fine. He's up in the nets. And speaking of Capo, how about the two breakaway saves he made on, on Engvall? Another couple of big stops he made. There was one play in the overtime where I think he got a piece of it and got credited with the save. Then went off the pipe for Horvat in OT. Uh, Capo again giving the Sharks what they need, and they're going to go with looks like Blackwood tonight against the Detroit team that's got a little bit of attention on it today. I noticed some network cameras over here, and 
all of that. And it's not just because this is a great place to, uh, to have cameras. This is one of my favorite buildings in the league, if not number one, it's number two. And Patrick Kane is going to make his debut with a team that seems tailor-made for his skills. They are young, they're fast, they are building. They are a team that uh, has more depth this year than they did last. This is a team that could get 100 points this year. This is a team that is very well coached. It is a team that has that history. I love where this, his stall is. His stall is between Gordie Howe's stall and Nick Lidstrom's stall. We should probably explain that. Detroit has always been a place where they make an extra effort for their alumni. And not that the Sharks don't. It's just that there are a lot of alumni still living <laughs> in metropolitan Detroit. Of course, the Hall of Famers we're talking about. Gordie Howe, Sid Abel. Sid Abel's beside him. Yep. Lidstrom. Um, Ted Lindsay's on the far side uh, as you walk into the left. Well, Ted used to show up. Yeah, yeah. He would show up and work out, and they would have a stall for him. Yeah. So that's the way it was. And even though those guys are all gone now, yeah. they keep those open stalls because it's a big locker room, and it's a beautiful, beautiful. locker room. Beautiful. Patrick Kane's beside Gordie Howe and Nick Lidstrom, three greats of all time. But Patrick Kane, to me, is the best American hockey player that ever played the game. Um, I would argue he's the best Blackhawk as well. Um, yeah, that could get into a, a big argument. But overall, this is a. He said today that he didn't want his body telling him when to quit. He, he didn't want his body to to make the decision for him. So that's why he went through the surgery. That's why he went through the uh, through all the rehab. It's exciting for Detroit to have him. It's exciting for the NHL to have him. He's not the same Patrick that was winning cups for Chicago, but he's still a very dynamic player. And he and Debrinket, who were very good in Chicago together, we're going to see them tonight. It's going to be interesting. We're on the air at 3.30 Pacific time. The Sharks and the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. That's it for our morning skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.